finish up the book of Jude. Jude has 25. Can you say 25? 25 verses, a little old book. We took four weeks. This will be our fourth week to go through that little book. You know, a lot of times I don't take quite that much time, but uh, we did this time. So it's called Keep the Faith, the little series we're in. And Roger's is going to push me because of time, Raj. We'll go through some of this up front. Today's message, say that with me. Ready yourself every day. If you're going to keep the faith, you have to ready yourself every day. Well, I'll just do it on Sunday. You know, I don't know about you, but the devil, he, he works pretty hard Monday through Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Come on. Ready yourself every day. So how do you keep faith in tough times? That's what we've been talking about. That's what this little book of Jude is all about. He started out trying to write a nice letter, talking about how good we got it in Jesus. But the Holy Spirit jumped on him, and he wrote about contending for the faith. So it takes work to keep the faith. Y'all listening or not? It takes work. Why do people, why are lives shipwrecked? Why do people make horrible decisions? And many of us inside this room made terrible choices in our life. Why? Well, because, you know, we weren't working. Weren't working the thing. Weren't working our faith. Amen? Come on. We can't blame it on God, that's for sure, even though we'll do that. Jude says we must do what? Earnestly what? Contend for the faith. What's that word earnestly contend mean? It means to agonize with all diligence. Work. Okay? I love being a Christian. It's a beautiful thing. I wouldn't want to... I couldn't imagine now, all these years now, not knowing the Lord. Amen? And driving this morning and seeing the sun come up and just, you know, just the, hearing him talk with me this morning as I was coming here and then praying with the fellows in the tr- church, the truck, and then having church this morning like we've had. Oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? And it's been great. But there are hard parts of the Christian life. Doing the right thing. Standing on the truth of God's Word. When other people say, oh, it doesn't mean that. That's old-fashioned. You don't do it like that anymore. God's the same yesterday, today, forever. Yes or no? Amen. Let God be true in every man a what? A liar. That's what the Bible says. Now, if you're going to do that, now you're going to have, you're going to have some problems. Earnestly contend. Now, in the last six verses of this little 25-verse book, Jude gives us the keys. They're, they're, that's my opinion. The keys to not only survive in tough times, but to do what? Thrive. How can I thrive, Pastor Gary, when it's hard? How can I make it when things are tough? And when my faith is wavering, you got to do what? Ready yourself every day. So we're going to go to those last six verses. Y'all ready? Y'all okay? Y'all not going to sleep on me yet, are you? Come on. Here we go. By the way, I'm feeling a little better. I'm going to get spry on you if you don't watch it. Come on, here we go, here we go. Come on. And don't come up telling me, oh, you've lost too much weight. Come up telling me how good I look, okay? All right? When you lose weight, did it tear? Oh, you've lost too much weight. Exactly. Exactly. Here we go. Come on, here we go. Let's go with it, Raj. Build yourself up every day. Ready yourself every day means build yourself up every day. Build yourself. Where'd you get such a crazy idea as that, Gary? This verse right here, we're going to look at the last six. What does that say? Say it with me. But ye, beloved, do what? Building up your... If Gary's going to make it, 
Gary's got to build Gary up. Okay, I've got to build myself up. Now, I'm not, not talking about how great I am or how this I am. No, 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 no. We're going to find out. There's six things that we need to do to build ourselves up. Six things we need to do to ready ourselves every day if we're going to keep the faith and be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Y'all listening? Let's look at them. Here they go. Number one. So how do you do it? Let's look at it. Number one, first key. Say it with me. Study the Word of God. Oh, man, I don't like to read the Bible. Sorry. Why do I read the Bible? Well, one of the biggest reasons is to build yourself up. It's the Word of God that told me, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It's the Word of God that told me, Dads, don't provoke your children to wrath. It's the Word of God that says, My God shall supply every need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It's the Word of God that says, You know, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Where did I get this stuff from? Newsweek? No, it's from the Bible. The Bible. Read God's Word every day. So, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your what? On your most what? Our most holy faith is, is the Word of God. That's where we get. Without faith, it's impossible. Please, God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of what? God. So, thy words are lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my what? Path. Loaded with Scripture. So, Number two, so number one, how do you build yourself up every day? Well, reading the Word of God every day. Well, I can't do it every day. You're lying. You can do it every day. Every day. Build yourself up every day. Every day. Okay? How many eat every day? You think you eat at least something every day. It's funny how you don't forget to do that. I hope you brush your teeth a couple of times a day. You hear me? Okay, come on. Number two, how do I build myself up? Number two, praying in the Holy Ghost. Whoa, he's going spooky on me. No, no. What does it mean to pray in the Holy Ghost? It means to pray according to the Holy Spirit's leading but it means a little more than that. It's not getting your will done. A lot of people say they're praying in the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit led me to pray. It's because that's what you want to pray. That's what you want. You want something. Or your feelings, feelings, nothing more than feelings. Listen, it's not getting your will done. It's getting God's will done. That's praying in the Holy Spirit when you're praying God's will. You're praying for God's will to be done. Build yourself up like this every day. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His what? Will, He hears us. If we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. If I pray according to His will, He always answers my prayer according to His will. It might not be now. It might be later. It might not be ever. It might be wait. It might be sure. But I'm going to pray for His will to be done. Praying in the Holy Ghost, it's knowing, but it's also inviting the Holy Spirit to join you when you pray. A lot of people, when they pray, it's like just, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're just, just rattling off words. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is inviting the Holy Spirit to sit down with you. And when you pray, just, you know, you know that He's with you. 
It was beautiful today in the truck. We pray every Sunday, and I don't say that to brag. It's just what I need. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit when I come in here. I want to be alive. I want to be encouraged. Amen? And very rarely will, will you ever see me come in here like, you know, I hate this, hate you, hate what I do. You know, now when I preach sometimes, it gets a little down and dirty and a little ugly sometimes because I'm talking about real life. But this morning, Jeff prayed in the truck. And then Tony prayed behind me. And Tony prayed, thank you, Father, for being our Father. And he said, we just want to be able to climb up into your lap this morning. Now, here's a grown man who runs triathlons. Behind me praying, Father, I just want to crawl, crawl up in your lap today and, and, and be held by your strong arms. And as he said that, I could visualize that. And it was beautiful. He was, that's not typically Tony, but Tony was just praying. He, he'd invited the Lord in and he just praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? It was beautiful. Not kooky. Amen. Yes or no? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. We think we do, but we don't. The Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There have been many times in my life where I prayed just with groanings, especially when times were so hard. You ever prayed in a fetal position before? Say, can I see your hand if you've ever prayed in a fetal position where you're rolled up in a ball? Because life is so hard. He'll help you. Build yourself up like this. He makes intercessions for the saints of God. He knows the hearts and he knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Amen. According to the will of God. It's all according to the will. And then this incredible verse. Say it with me. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, praying in the Holy Spirit. Have I lost you so far? I'm not saying you're not going to keep the faith. With something really super easy, guys. This is tough. Read the Word every day. Kidding me? Pray in the Holy Ghost. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit unto who? The Father. Isn't that where we want to get, guys? Say, Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us to the Father. And His Spirit works in us, helping us to pray. The whole idea is so we pray and Jesus takes that to the Father, to those strong arms. Amen? And you can crawl up in that lap like Tony was talking about. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit, and we rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in the what? Our little lay-me-down-to-sleep prayers? Guys, we need to have confidence in something other than the flesh. Confidence in the Lord. So ready yourself how? This is boring, isn't it? He's killing me. Trying to make me work. Amen. Come on. Number three. This is the last section of the book of Jude. The whole book of Jude was on contending for the faith. Number three. Keep yourself in the what? The love of God. Verse 20, we just went over. Verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God. If you want to build yourself up, keep yourself in the love of God. What is that? Jude doesn't say keep yourself saved. He's not looking for you to keep a list. 
Get your hair cut just right, dress just so-so. Guys, that's not what he's calling us to do. He's calling us to keep ourselves in the love of God. Way back in verse 1, uh, when he started this, this epistle, Jude starts out by telling us that we are preserved in Jesus Christ. We don't need to spend our life down here trying to keep ourselves saved, guys. We're saved because of the blood of Christ. Yes or no? We're saved because of what he did on that cross. We're saved because he rose from the dead. We're not saved because of something we do. We're saved by faith in Jesus Christ and that alone. Y'all listening, yes or no? Don't spend your time on that. Spend your time on keeping yourself in his love. And when you're a legalist trying to keep rules, it's interesting. You won't spend much time on love. You'll spend time on rules, and then you'll start looking at how other people do it or don't do it. Don't go down that crazy path. Okay, but you must keep yourself in the love of God. That's what he says. Keep looking. Let's learn more. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my what? If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. As you read the Word and you listen to the Word, it's not about keeping a list. It's about listening to what the Father desires for you to do in your life and following through with that. And that's how you stay in the love of God. It's beautiful. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be what? Full. Isn't that what we want? Absolutely. Two things often happen to us in tough times. When our faith gets tested, two things often happen. Number one, we think God doesn't love us. Is that true? Yes or no? How could God let this happen? I thought he loved me. He does love you. You just aren't keeping yourself in the love. Second thing is we focus on us and we forget God loves us. When the hard times come, we focus on us. See, because this crap, excuse me, is happening to me. And so I'm focusing on that. But when that stuff's happening, I need to build myself up, 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 up. And know no matter what happens to me, he loves me. And fight like that. And you'll be surprised how successful you'll be. You all right? Come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. We ought to praise the Lord some. Come on. Come on. It's fine. All right? Now listen. You need to realize the love of God is built on who? And not on who? Remember how unlovely you used to be. And anything you are today is because of the grace of God. It's because of the love of God. You keep building yourself on His love. You keep reminding yourself He loves you. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. That's why you can, you can smile. You know, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago. I was somewhere where I sang this song that, that says that, you know, we may cry when we're happy we may laugh when we're sad we may even say praise the lord when things turn out bad amen that's keeping yourself in the love of god but god commended his love toward us and that while we were yet what christ died for us you're still screwing up had a guy recently come to me say he didn't think we sinned anymore that's what he said after a service And if you're here, you can come talk to me again, sir. And I told him if I had enough time to spend with you, I believe I'd find something. What do you think? I don't know about you. I still struggle. I have to keep myself in the love of God. Thank the Lord he still loves sinners. Amen. The love of God didn't start with you. It started with who? 
started with Jesus. Keep yourself there. Keep yourself there. Keep yourself there. And keep it right there all the time. For God so loved the world. Look at all these love verses. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Keep yourself in the love of God. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of the sacrifice for our sins. There's no fear in love, but perfect love cast out what? I'm afraid, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. Perfect love can cast out that fear. Because fear has torment, and he that fears is not made perfect or mature in love. We love him because he what? Isn't that a great verse? I love that. It's one of my favorite in all the Bible. Last part of Jude, verse 21, says, Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Boy, thank you for your mercy, Lord. Remind yourself of mercy. The word means price paid. As believers, we're not looking for God's judgment. We're looking for eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord. Remind yourself of that. Remind yourself of that. When, when you start just, just caving in on yourself and thinking you're no good and just remind yourself of how he loves you. This is incredible. You talk about this will help your faith. It, it really ticks the devil off when you think like this. He wants you to be down and depressed and negative. You start thinking about the love of God and you start going back there and all of a sudden you're popping Satan right upside the head. Amen? Come on. I'd not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep or have died in Jesus will God bring it with him when he comes again. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede those which have died. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. Remind yourself of things like this, and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18, wherefore do what? Comfort one another with these kind of words. Instead of being all down and negative and this, I can't make it. Won't you think about words like this? Amen. He loves me. He's coming for me again. It's going to happen. Amen. Ready yourself every day. So how do you do it? Number four, I think these next ones will go quicker. Hang in here. Number one, the Word. Number two, praying in the Holy Spirit. Number three, keep the word, keep yourself in the love of God. Number four, have what? Compassion on people. Verse 22, and some having compassion. Making a what? You can make a difference in somebody's life. Know that. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the what? Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. This is, a, this is an unusual verse. Let's look at it real careful. You can make a difference with your life. Know that. Know that. Know that. You matter. You have value. God loves you. You can make a difference. Keep thinking that way. Start having compassion. More compassion on people. It's amazing out of pain when you're about ready to give it up. If you get to the other side of that pain, it's beautiful. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Amen. Come on. Come on. He wants to stop you in the darkness. Because if you get across that, I'm telling you, you're going to be able to have more compassion on people than you ever realized. It's a beautiful thing. There seems to be three types of people mentioned here. Here they are. The doubters are mentioned in this verse. You need to be patient with them. You hear me? Be patient. Talking about having compassion. The second type of people are the, the deceived are mentioned here. Those are the ones you've got to be direct with. Okay? 
Sometimes require patience with some. Some other people you're going to work with in life, you've got to be, hey, did you hear what I said? Okay? Direct. The third type of person talks about keeping yourselves, you know, about the, 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 the spotted of the garment of the flesh, the dangerous. When you're out there having compassion on people, you're going to have doubters, you're going to have deceived, and you're going to have people that are dangerous out there, and you need to be what? But it doesn't mean that you don't care for those people, okay? But, by, but, but the point is, is not every believer is equipped and called to reach every person. There's different kind of people out here. Not everybody's called to reach everybody. But all of us are called to have compassion on people. We can reach somebody. Keep pushing me, buddy. Okay? Every believer is equipped and called to reach who? Somebody. Somebody. It seems like the other day I had some counseling uh, with several people this week. And uh, one of them, I was limited on my time. And here's what I said. Okay, now listen, I've got time for you right now. I had not seen my wife in several days. Okay? We need to cut through the crap. Are you listening to me? Let's get right to where we're going, and I'll help you, but I don't need to hear all this. Let's get right here. Direct. And it worked just fine. Not everybody's like that, though. I tend to be like that. Some of you are far more patient than I am. Okay? The point is we can all reach somebody. Ready yourself every day. Keep looking. Number five, how do you do it? Know that God can keep you. Verse 24. We're almost to the end of this book. Got one more to go. Now unto him that is able to keep you from what? And to present you what? Faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding what? Joy. So number five. Listen. Know that God can keep you. Don't be afraid of your security in Jesus Christ. I know it sounds odd that God loves you so much that he died for you and you, and you didn't have to earn it. It's funny. We didn't have to earn it, but once we get saved, we think it's on us to keep it. Y'all listening or not? Does your kids have to get you to... Did they earn you loving them? Say. Did your children earn you loving them? Well, you're made in His image. Why do you think you've got to earn love, God's love? Will you disown your children? I won't. I don't know what your answer is going to be. I won't. What if they did this? What if they did that? Well, might be an embarrassment, might be a problem, might be an issue, but I'm going to walk through the fire with them. Hate it. Don't want to necessarily. That's what's going to happen. I think that's what my father does with Gary. Amen. Come on. I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the what? Love of God, which is in who? Christ Jesus our Lord. That's why nothing can separate me, because that love's in Jesus. It's settled. For God's not given us the spirit of fear, guys, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus nor me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us. He's called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and his what? Grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the what? The world even began. This Christianity thing didn't start with you. You received Christ. Now walk in, enjoy it, and love it. Be secure in him. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. He's brought 
life and immortality to light through the what? I'm going to live forever because of Jesus. Why don't you live like that now? Go ahead and just start living forever now. Not worrying about it. Whereunto I'm appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Rest in that security. But you've got to fight this thing. This is number five. Now number six, we're done. So how do you do it? Ready yourself every day. Give God all the what? Or all the credit, I say. Give him all the credit. Live your life giving God credit. The last verse of the book of Jude, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Jude started nice, didn't he? He started out writing this little letter. He was talking about how nice everything was. Then all of a sudden, whoop, he changed. We've got to earnestly contend for the faith. And he went to fighting. But he ends back up nice. Amen? That's a good way to do a letter. Amen? Start nice, end nice. If you've got to say something ugly in the middle, start nice, end nice. Come on, let's praise the Lord this morning. Amen for his word for this little book, the book of Jude. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's get up on our feet. We did pretty good.